You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Last week I was ministering on our focus. And focus is a decision. You decide what you're going to focus upon. Hebrews 12 verse 2 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher, the perfecter of our faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross. That oftentimes you don't focus upon your situation, but get heaven's opinion about your situation. We said there's two things according to Scripture that we mentioned that can change your focus. The one is sin. The one is trials and tribulations. Hebrews 12 verse 1 says that we should lay aside the sin that weight that so easily ensnares us so that we can run the race with endurance that is set before us. We said even during this time of fasting, the best thing that you can fast is sin. That sin that so easily ensnares you. Fast it. Then James 1 verse 2 says, Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Trials can be a distraction. But the difference between sin and a trial is sin will destroy your faith, whereas trials and tribulations, it's the soil in which our faith flourishes. The quality of our faith is determined by our focus, looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher, the perfecter of our faith. Then we close with Exodus 14, 15, where God said to Moses, stop crying out to me and move forward. God had answered Moses' prayer, but he was not even aware of it. We said that every man, every woman of God has got their own language before God. Because if you read the passages before that, Moses didn't cry out to God. But it was his heart's cry. God says, I've heard your heart's cry. It's not time now to pray faith anymore, but it's time to act faith. Move forward. Pay any price to protect your focus. But what good is focus if you're focusing upon the wrong things? So this morning, I want to share with you on putting God first. And as I started meditating upon this to put God first, wow, God started challenging me. What areas in my life do I have to put God first? What areas were God first, but is not first anymore? Maybe the things that I'm going to touch on is not the areas in your life that you have to give attention to. But God will challenge you this morning to put Him first. As we start this year, the first month, to put God first. Maybe you're thinking, well, how do I do that? Just start thinking about it. Just start thinking about putting God first in every area. When you start thinking about it, you'll start to believe it. And when you believe it, you'll start doing it. The well-known scripture, we all know it, Matthew 6, verse 33. First, seek the kingdom of God. So the Bible gives us instruction. First, seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added. All these things is the things that causes the distractions. And God is aware of it. 
God is aware of it. Sometimes you think, but God, let me just first give attention to this. Then you. But God wants to be first. When you go to verse 31, you'll see that God is aware of it. He says, your Father in heaven is aware. That's why he says, do not worry what you're going to eat. Where you're going to stay. What you're going to wear. All these things. He says, these things, the Gentiles run after these things. Your Father is aware that you need these things. But the advice for successful living is seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And then all these things will be added. Amen? So I want to touch on, on three areas. Ever wondered, entering into the promised land, why Jericho, everything in Jericho, could not be plundered by Israel. Because Jericho was the first city entering into the promised land. So we are here to put God first. Sunday is the first day of the week. That's why we give that to God. In Psalm 27 verse 4, David said, One thing I have desired of the Lord that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold His beauty and to inquire in His temple. Not going to church is one of the things that I do. One thing that I desire. I want to be in God's presence. I want to be in God's house. When we talk about the first things we're talking about that which is holy it means God is involved turn to the person next to you say put God first turn to the person on the other side say put God first God is busy building his church he wants us to connect he wants us to discover who we are our purpose our gifts and then to use it in the kingdom of God it's all about putting God first. I want to encourage you. Sundays is a day that belongs to the Lord. Take the time and put God first when it comes to coming to church. David said, one thing I've desired. The one day I'm speaking to somebody that I've not seen in church for a long time. I said, I haven't seen you. How's it going? How's your relationship with God? And the person said, I still love Jesus. I'm so in love with Jesus. And while she's saying that, I believe it. I'm convinced. And afterwards I say, God, she said she's still in love with you. And I believe her. But I haven't seen her in church. What's going on? God said to me, she still loves me. She's just started to love other things more than me is coming to church one of the things you do or is it the thing the Bible says I want to talk to parents for one minute the Bible in the book of Proverbs it says that we should train a child in the way that he should go and when he's older he will not depart from that way 
The Passion Translation says, dedicate your children to God and point them in the way that they should go. And the values they've learned from you will be with them for life. If you want your children to serve God, teach them that Sundays belong to God. That we put God first. One thing Belinda and myself did, and I don't say you have to do that, it's just what we did, the way that we trained our children. But it's a very common thing on a Sunday to have birthday parties. And we said you can go to a birthday party on a Sunday, we're not religious, but then it's three o'clock in the afternoon. If it's a 10 o'clock in the morning party, sorry, that's the time that we've dedicated to be in the house of the Lord. Turn to the person next to you and say, put God first. Sometimes when we do things that seem ordinary, it has an extraordinary effect in the spirit. Let me tell you something. When we had moved from Bloemfontein, I'd left the ministry, started working, we had a lot of medical expenses. It's a testimony for another day. But I was looking for an opportunity and I found it in selling furniture at the ranch show and the Pretoria show twice a year. But we had to work on Sundays. And I said to the guy, it's fine, we're coming in on a Sunday, but we're first going to church. We're first going to serve and do what we have to do. I'd been a pastor, said I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. Belinda was involved in the worship. And we said, it's fine, we'll come on a Sunday, but we're first going to church. We're honoring God. The number one sales lady there said, you know what, that's the biggest mistake you can make. The most sales are made during that time. That's the best time of the morning. We said, that's fantastic. We're giving the best time to God. You can ask my wife. We outsold the number one seller on a Sunday, even though we came in later. Because when you honor God, God will honor you. Of all graces, faith honors God the most. But of all graces, God honors faith the most. When you put God first, God will put you first. Amen? When you've purposed and you said, I'm going to put God first, I want to teach my children, Sundays belong to God, we're in the house of God to worship Him. Imagine what will happen in the future. Ask yourself this question. You say, God, I'm committed, I'm going to be to church, I'm going to church. On your way here, you get a phone call. You can meet this important person, but you have to come now. Do you make a U-turn or you say, I'm first going to honor God. I'll meet you later. Well, suddenly, this contract that you've been praying for, you've been coming to church, fasting, now suddenly say, you've got the contract, but come and sign it on a Sunday. You know, when it comes to putting God first, it's not something you can see with your natural eyes. But God is aware of the fact if you are putting Him first or not. Amen? Turn with me in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 4. We cannot give God the time we don't need and think He should be happy. We have to put God first. God wants to be first. Amen? Are you there? Genesis 4. I want to read from verse 1. Adam knew his wife, and he conceived and bore Cain and said, I've acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, 
But Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door, and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Family, listen to me. God cannot accept second best. God had to accept Abel's offering because he put God first. When you read there, you can see that Cain in the process of time brought an offering. It might even be that he brought more. Maybe he brought a hundred apples and a hundred olives and a hundred whatever he was farming with. He could have in quantity outgiven his brother. But God did not accept his offering, nor him. But Abel took the very first. He says, this is the first. I'm going to honor you, God. You are first in my life. I'm putting you first. So the issue was not giving. Both of them were givers. Both of them brought an offering to God. The difference was Abel put God first. There's a lesson in this. Do you give God the time you don't need? The energy you don't need? Your gifts that you've got? When you've used it everywhere, oh, let me see if I can do. God wants to be first. God wants to be first. And it's a decision that we make in our hearts. Whatever we bring to God, let's put him first. Turn to the person next to you and say, put God first. If we're going to maintain all these things that God is going to add to us, the word of God is the standard. Amen? To take us from where we are to where God wants us to be. God did not have a choice but to accept Abel's offering because he put God first. Let's purpose in our hearts this year as we start January the first month. Let's put God first. Turn to the person next to you and say, let's put God first. Can I tell you what's a very sad thing? Many people usually first have to write the test of the golden calf. Remember Israel on their way to the promised land? They made a golden calf. All that was wasted. Everything that you give God first is never wasted. But all the first that you don't give to God is always wasted. So make sure that you put God first. Can I touch on one of the most difficult topics for everybody? To put God first is when it comes to our children. Turn to the person next to you and say, I hope he's not going there. Oh yes, I am going there. I'm going there. Amen. Because that's the test that all of us write. A matter of fact, it's there where God will come and test us. Because children, they're a gift from God. Amen. Are you ready for this? Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Genesis chapter 22. 
I told you God was testing me. God was saying to me, every area, amen. So we know the Old Testament is a shadow of the substance in the New Testament. It's everything that happened on the cross. That shadow probably falls on Genesis 22. So can I read? If you're a parent, turn to the parent next to you and say, buckle up. Say, your faith is going to go to a new level because I know you want to put God first. You pray for me, and I'm going to pray for you. Look at this, Genesis 22 verse 1. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Then he said, take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love. I mean, it's almost like God is just rubbing it in there. <laughs> He's saying this promise that you prayed for, that you trusted for, you have the manifestation of it now. I know you love him so much. He's your only son, the child of promise. Your destiny, your legacy, your testimony is all around this boy. I know you love him so much. There's a test for you. And go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. I mean, it's fine if God is vague sometimes and he says, but when it comes to your children, we want the name of the mountain. We want the GPS location. We want a pin drop. Let me see your hand if I'm talking to the right people. You want Life 360 to be on to see exactly where they are going. Are you one of those helicopter parents? Am I talking to the right people here? So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey. You know what that teaches us? Faith acts now. Faith believes now. Takes action now. Abraham arose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him. And Isaac his son, and he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which he had told him. Then on the third day, Turn to the person next to you, say the third day. Tell them again, say the third day. Third day speaks of resurrection power. Third day speaks of light and life. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship and we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son and he took the fire in his hand and knife and the two of them went together but Isaac spoke to Abraham his father and he said my father and he said here I am my son then he said look the fire and the wood but where is the lamb for a burnt offering and Abraham said my son God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering so the two of them went together can I just stop here for a minute Isaac was about 16 years old when they went on this journey. You cannot teach your children 
certain things about the kingdom of God, serving, laying down their lives, advancing the kingdom of God when they are 16. You have to teach and train them these things when they are young so that when they are older, it's not difficult for them. Abraham got up early and said, let's go. Not just Abraham, Isaac went with him. Let me tell you something. Family, listen to me. For your kids to get up early for an assignment from heaven is nothing. Can I have one amen? Well, I'm going to make the young people stand up and say aloud amen. Because we are here for God. When you have to take a trip with your friends, it's not difficult to get up early. When you're going on a special camp, it's not difficult to get up. I remember when we had to get up for sport. Get up at five. Breakfast made, everything ready. Teach your children that it's nothing. Here on this assignment, Abraham took two servants with him, but Isaac went with him. For the first three days, the servants were carrying the firewood. When they had to move on further, Abraham placed the firewood for the sacrifice upon his son's back. When you are busy with destiny, parents, listen to me. Don't think it's too much to ask them to carry a little bit of firewood to make a little bit of a sacrifice to carry something with you when you're busy with a God assignment. Let me see your hand if I'm talking to the right people here. Train them from a young age. Nothing is too much. Nothing is too little when we are busy with a God assignment. I'm not expecting amens from parents now. Amen. Anas is okay. You know what happened here? This boy wasn't stupid. He quickly put one and one together. He said to his dad, he said, listen, I'm carrying the wood. You've got the knife. You're going to make the fire. Where's the lamb? Where's the sacrifice? Quickly figure out what's going on here. It's okay for them to figure out what's going on. You don't then answer them in doubt. Oh, you've got me. Sorry. You're going to die, boy. I'm going to sacrifice you. You won't believe what God asked of me to kill you. Can you? No. That's the time to answer in faith. God will provide. God will provide and God will make a way. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, God will provide. There's a time when you're going to have to obey God's voice and be obedient because the only proof of our faith is our obedience. You know what's the worst part? It got to a stage where Abraham had to build an altar. He took the wood, placed it on the altar, then tied his son to the altar. comes a time where you have to surrender those children to God. And if they're on the altar, 
because of obedience, you know what will follow. Because God said, don't kill the boy. But lift up your eyes and see, I've made provision. It's one of the most challenging things for us as a parent. That which God has given you, which is dear, which is precious, whatever it is, the principle that we can see here, that which comes from God is the only thing that you can give to God. That which comes from God is the only thing that you can give to God. Turn to the person next to you and say, you have to put God first. Can I put a challenge out to you? I hope I've made you a little bit uncomfortable. I hope I'm challenging. I hope the Word of God is busy cutting and discerning the intents and the thoughts of your heart. What if everybody... What if everybody in this church put God first? What would our community look like? But ask yourself this question. If everybody was as committed as you, served like you, prayed like you, read the Bible like you, helped like you, what would the church look like a year from now? That's a challenge. You don't have to answer the question. That's a challenge. So... There's certain things, certain scriptures in the Bible that really challenge me. Do you have scriptures like that? Daniel 6.16 is probably one of the most challenging scriptures for any Christian. A king that does not serve God, a king that does not put God first, but he notices a Daniel that is putting God first. Daniel 1 verse 6 says that Daniel purposed in his heart, or Daniel 1 verse 8, purposed in his heart to put God first. And this king in verse 6, he said, Daniel 6 verse 16, he said, The God whom you serve continually, who you are putting first the whole time, he will deliver you. May God give us the grace to put him first. The truth is, all of us have got an Ishmael. Do you know what I'm talking about? There where you wanted to put God first, but you made your own plan. Am I talking to the right people here? It's only pastors that write those tests. Try and follow God. God, I'm in faith. And suddenly you you make your own plan. The Ishmael's in our lives are just a reminder that Isaac is on his way. Don't ponder upon your Ishmael's. God does not consult your past, your mistakes in determining your future. But you can make a decision today. Say, I'm going to put God first. Purpose in your heart to put God first. Maybe you're looking at your situation, you say, what I'm facing is, don't know, I'm going to do it. Start thinking upon it and start working out everything which is not of God. When you start thinking upon it, you'll start believing it and you'll start acting it. God has put you first. That's why he sent Jesus Christ. So the Holy Spirit is here to help us, to lead us, to guide us. So that in every area, The things that I've mentioned are maybe not the areas, but whatever God has laid on your heart, make that decision and say, God, I want to put you first. Family, we're probably going to mess up. But when you make a mistake, run to God and say, God, help me. I want to put you first. And start to work out everything which is not of God 
so that you can put God first. The mistakes that you've made, God is not looking at your past to determine your future. But as you start to purpose now to put God first, I promise you, God's going to take us from where we are to where God wants you to be. Selah. Precious Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy, your tremendous grace that you have towards us. Holy Spirit, help us. Empower us. Touch our hearts. Change our hearts so that we put put God first every area. Help us to work out everything that's not of you, O Lord. And we thank you for that. Cause the light of your favor to shine upon your children's ways, O Lord, expanding all shades of darkness. Make our way straight and make it smooth, O Lord, so that we can run a race focused upon you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Well, I think the most important thing is to give Jesus the rightful place in your heart. So I want you right there where you are. Put your right hand on your heart. Raise your other hand to heaven and pray this prayer aloud. Say, Precious Father, my situation is beyond human means. I need the Savior of the world to save me. Save me, Lord Jesus. Wash me with your blood. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I confess with my mouth and I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ died for me, that he's alive right now, making intercession for all my weaknesses. Oh, Holy Spirit, help me to live a holy life, well-pleasing in your sight. I am now a child of the Most High God. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand. If you've prayed that prayer in humility and sincerity of heart, you've put Jesus first. You've given him the rightful place in your heart. That's the most important thing. If I can give you some advice, don't mention your past anymore. Your past is Egypt. It's a place of bondage, of slavery. God is taking you out of that, leading you into the promised land. Amen. Get involved in a living church. If you've prayed the prayer here, there's... A responsibility that I have to take to disciple you, to train you in the things of the Lord. If you're from far, go find the living church and get involved there. But find a living church so that you can grow in the things of the Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.